0: You're listening to Door and Window Market Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update The Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. And now I'll turn it over to Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest. I'm Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we'll speak with Sarb Kaler, president of A1 Windows in Burnaby, British Columbia, to gather some ground-level perspective from Canada, including everything from manufacturing through installations. We'll also find out which of those areas are most affected, as well as how economic relief measures are working or not working. We'll see. First, a few things to cover from recent days. The U.S. Department of Treasury announced over the weekend that it's temporarily postponing deadlines for importers to deposit certain estimated duties, taxes, and fees. In order to capitalize on a 90-day extension, companies must prove significant financial impacts, and they must stem from mandatory shutdowns. The impacts have to include 60% year-over-year reductions in gross receipts from March 13th through 31st, or April, And that's 2020, of course. Some things to note, however, the remedy does not allow for the return of deposits already made, and it also doesn't apply to imports currently subject to anti-dumping and countervailing duties or tariffs. Those must still be paid on time. Look for more details in today's newsletter or on dwmmag.com. Also in the news, PGT Innovations announced yesterday consolidations for some of its operations in Florida. The company expects to cease production at its Orlando facility in June. That's where the Windor and Easy Breeze products are made. Going forward, they'll be produced in Venice and Tampa. The company's president and CEO, Jeff Jackson, who we recently interviewed on two of our podcasts, by the way says this is an important part of integration plans after acquiring New South Window Solutions, plans that he expects to reduce annualized operating expenses by 3.5 to 3.8 million. Now for some positive notes, and we like to include as many of these as we can, so please keep them coming. Distributor and door fabricator Palmer Donovan launched a contest for the month of April, asking participants to nominate a frontline worker, anyone from food service and grocery store workers to first responders and medical professionals, just about anyone who's doing their part for the rest of us. Nominations will be reviewed and the winner will receive a new custom front door for their home. A nomination form is available at resources.palmerdonovan.com contest. And we've all heard about how food banks are struggling these days. Well, officials for 84 Lumber and Nema Collin Woodlands Resort were inspired by their community's efforts to feed people in western Pennsylvania. After first donating $100,000 to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, the sister companies decided to challenge the community to raise $600,000 through a WTAE-TV project. After hitting the goal... 84 Collin donated an additional $400,000, bringing the total to $1 million. Truly outstanding. Lastly, just before we hit record for this podcast, like really just moments ago, I learned that Thermatrue is now using its 3D printers to make hundreds of face shields to donate to hospitals and healthcare facilities throughout Ohio. Officials say the company plans to deliver more than 80 face shields within the next week and will continue to do so every week for the foreseeable future. But they think they've come up with a way to make even more than that. The company's 3D printers are traditionally used to make prototypes, templates, and jigs, things like that. Now I want to hear more about those things, frankly. Thermatrue obtained its template for face shields from the National Institutes of Health and the company is sharing a link for other manufacturers that might be interested, we're including that in today's newsletter, so look for the article if you're, if you're interested. Now let's move on to today's guest. We've spent recent weeks covering the effects of COVID-19 on the industry through this series of special podcasts that we hope you're finding helpful and informative, including guests providing perspectives across everything from sales to manufacturing and the CARES Act, Last week we ran an article about the economic relief efforts underway in Canada. Today, we're talking to Sarb Kaler, president of A1 Windows in Burnaby, British Columbia, to gather some perspective for how those measures are and aren't working. Sarb, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, we've spent a lot of time recently talking to US-based companies for their perspectives. Today, we want to bring you in to discuss what's happening in Canada. First, can you tell us what the approach has been up there in terms of how people are operating in general? So social distancing, shutting down businesses, and those sorts of things. How are things working in British Columbia, generally speaking?
1: Um, Generally, I think the approach we have taken is basically following strict guidelines from the different levels of government. I think uh, we are doing a good job of it. If you look at all the numbers, I think BC has done a very good job of um, of, a, of you know bending the curve, as to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that the people are following that um, protocols uh, established by the various levels of the government. For um, so our approach has been basically um, better to be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. So, right off the back, we were, you know, as the news, uh, I'm sure, everywhere else um, heard from different parts of the world that sooner or later, it's going to hit all across uh, across the globe. Um, you're already kind of preparing for it mm-hmm. and what kind of impact you're going to have.
0: Um, and some of the first cases that we heard about in the U.S., of course, were um, not too far from you. I mean, they were in Washington state. And that got a lot of immediate attention. Um, I know that that's a fair distance from you there, as well as across a national border, of course. But um, still in your general neck of the woods, so to speak. So when did, when did you first become aware or when did things start to, to um, when were there first impacts there?
1: Um, I think, you know, um, our, our window and door industry, or as a matter of fact, any industry, we're all interconnected all throughout the globe right now. So mm-hmm. when it first started, uh, the, you know, you, the news coming out of China, uh, even in late um, 2019 or even January, to, I guess January is when I would say that things started, uh, um, you know, the information getting out regarding what's happening. Um, You know, the supply chain, if you look across, uh, is is connected to China, Europe, Italy, you name it. We're all interconnected. There's different suppliers. There's different manufacturers. um, So you start hearing these things from your supply chain Mm -hmm. and that's when we kind of knew. So January, I would say, is when we first started getting uh, the news about this.
0: So pretty early on, really.
1: Yes, and then of course when it hits you, you know, just our neighbors, uh, then it's like, whoa, that's a uh, you know wake up call.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and we so we did an article recently covering economic relief measures in Canada, you know, the seventy five percent and the ten percent wage subsidy programs and the employee insurance work sharing program. Have you been able to capitalize on those? And and if so, are they helping?
1: Um, you know, to be honest, right now we hear a lot of uh, stuff and it's still cloudy um, because we haven't, um, I mean, it's great perspective that um, our government is doing. I'm pretty pleased with that. We're taking a proactive approach on this and they're willing to step up to the plate. However, um, we still don't know all the particulars yet. We, I think it's it's going to be opening up on um On April the 27th, when actually you can go out and the companies can actually go out and apply uh, Mm -hmm. from my from from my information. But until then, um, you know, if there's a lot of questions right now that are still not answered. So very difficult to make that case. Will that help us or how will that work? um
0: have you been able to to establish any sort of strategy business wise i know there are there are various combinations for how you can draw on those programs and in phases and so forth have you been able to game plan for that or do you have
1: enough information to um, we we have some information, but I like I said, until we get clear answers, you're necessarily not going to. For I'll give you an example. Um, it's, so there's a, the seventy five percent wage subsidy that uh, that um, the, that the government is proposing, mm-hmm. but is that to your existing? And then they say this will help you to rehire your employees, which have been laid off.
0: Now, you're retrodating, that, maybe, right?
1: Yeah. So what does that mean? Do we hire them back, pay them, get the work done, and then as a recoup, try to recoup that money from the government through wage subsidy? Good question. And what for some te- or for some technical reason, what you're, if you're not, then what happens? You're all, you know, most of the businesses are already working under cash crunch um, system. So do we apply first, get the money and then rehire them? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's there's a lot of you know questions that are still out there. So on on the twenty seventh, I guess a couple more weeks, then we will get better answers, and then we can yes, we can you know it, I would love to get my people back, even though maintaining the the new norm as to speak, social distancing and everything else, um, maintaining that, and you know we can have these guys back come back to work.
0: So it sounds uh, people like people who are
1: comfortable that are working there might be some employees that are not comfortable coming back yet
0: you've had to scale back i guess or or you just have people on temporary leave or
1: I know we we went a little further out. We we, we had to lay off a um, majority of our staff. We took the chance. We didn't want to take a chance. This is, you know, our, you're, you're talking about our, our employees' lives and, you know, how it affects their families and stuff like that. Business is one thing, but end of the day, you know, I, I think as we come out of this, you're going to learn, they, they, you, you're going to see that the business is not going to be the same. It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to start managing you know, valuing your more health and employees health um, stuff, so mm-hmm. more productive that and and being um, accountable, not necessarily putting a number of hours, but, you know, um, sort of a family life that find balance between family and work.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Did you find that? Um, I know this is a tough question, but did you find that in some ways, did you decide you were better off to lay off some employees and, and so that they could draw unemployment? Uh, Did you see that as a better way for them to weather this as individuals?
1: Um, We look at it two ways. One, personal safety and and, uh, precautions that we were asked by the government to stay at home, follow that Mm -hmm. strict guidelines. And secondly, of course, and then when the government steps up to the plate and offers the financial assistance as well, then, you know, it's a win-win situation. So you had to, we had to do that, I think. Mm. Um, business aside, yes, we are actually considered an essential service construction. So there are, so we have a skeleton crew working that we had to, some of our government jobs installations had to be completed. But mm-hmm. of course, those ones, we were taking the complete precautions, you know, the coveralls, the face masks, the gloves, the sanitizers, the face shields, you name it. Um, you, you do all those things and provide that with the employees. And, you know, uh, rather than traveling all in, in, in one car, you, have, you go individual cars and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, things you kind of adjust and adapt to the current situations.
0: Yeah, we have a pretty good perspective these days regarding how door and window companies here in the U.S. are impacted, including dealers and contractors as well as manufacturers. But you, of course, you not only give us a Canadian perspective, but you also encompass all sides of the industry because your company does all of the above, right? So which I'm curious to know which areas of your business would you say are most impacted?
1: Um, see at A1 Windows we we manufacture and we install. So mm-hmm. we have we have both those things and we cover the lower mainland um, majority of the time so, but, and um, but I think it's it's throughout the company that got affected uh, from sales to manufacturing to installation, everything affects right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's throughout the company.
0: Do you, uh, you know, if, if you had to let people go, have, are you able to phase work through? And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, is this a situation where you can slow parts of your business over at various times and then um, shift through the company to keep things going? Um, any strategies like that?
1: Uh, yes, I, 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 I think so. I mean, you know, uh, for example, you know, uh, our sales force can work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing the tenders and all the specifications, they can do through that online uh, as well. Um, but for some of our other people, we can use Zoom or go to meetings, etc., to to look at the job sites, doing the best they can. Uh, for For the sales department, for installation, we have to now you know, it slows down, definitely, but it continues on. Some of the jobs are government jobs that you have to continue working through, but maintaining the uh, protocols uh, established. Um, So, you kind of adapt. Yeah. And And for example, for manufacturing purposes, instead of running a full shift, you may have to run a day shift and then have the half the people come back in the evening so that there is still that distance to maintain that social distance. I see what you mean.
0: Yeah. And then, um, you know, obviously you're trying to keep your business going. And I know none of us has a crystal ball. Um, There's a lot of unknowns and we don't know exactly what to expect in a lot of cases. But what is the expectation? What's your expectation in Canada specifically? You know, how do you see the economy and this industry being impacted long term?
1: Oh boy, I think personally, I think it's gonna take a couple of years at least for the whole I mean, it's not like a you know, a car where you turn the ignition and off you go. The economy right. takes time, right? The 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 projects that are now put on hold have to start back again. So it takes time. And by the time when the new norm is established by the world order and whatever that is, it's, it's it we're gonna take some time to adapt. Yes, some of the economy will get open, it'll it'll start, but it won't be the same. Yeah. And that's the reality, in my opinion, anyhow. And that's what I think it's gonna take, it's gonna be a while. Even though I hear people that, hey, once it gets started, it'll be chaos and it'll everything wants to be, I don't think so. I think it'll be a systematic. I think it'll take uh, time. Each business, everybody else personally and as business will adapt and will change. They have to change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think until we find the virus, the new norm will be we will, will still have to be very careful right
0: yeah well we want to thank you for taking the time to come on and speak with us and you know with you all the we want to wish you all the best as you deal with this situation and um yeah just thanks so much for speaking with us today
1: well well, thank you for giving me the opportunity and i wish you and your colleagues your family members everyone uh, to keep uh keep safe and uh we will get through this yeah, together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, thank you.
1: Okay, cheers. That's
0: all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you next Tuesday, so be sure to tune in. In the meantime, we continue to cover COVID-19 and other industry news on a daily basis in DWM's newsletter. If you aren't a subscriber yet, please hop over to the website to sign up. That's dwmmag.com. Stay safe, stay well, and take care.